All right, Ryan Finkelstein's the host of Locked On Mets and writer for uh, Just BB Media. And, well, the Mets are a team that's kind of similar to what Ryan and I were talking about earlier. And by Ryan, I mean Ryan Horvat as well. Uh, the Padres have spent a lot of money. But also the Mets. Like, there's high expectations with this team again now, man. What What's a... What's an actual re is World Series or bust the reasonable way to look at this team this year? I think Steve Cohen set it up that way. Yeah, I mean, when the Mets go out and they spend the money they did when they get Justin Verlander and they have already spent the money on Max Scherzer, you got two pitchers making eighty-six million this year. Uh, yeah, I think the expectation is to win a lot of baseball games and win it all. You know, Steve Cohen when he first took over the team. He made kind of a soft promise. I'd like to win a World Series in three to five years. We're in year three of that window. So the time is now for the Mets. And if you're a fan, you got to be thrilled about what they just did. Did you like the move saying goodbye to Jacob deGrom? And I know he just threw his first bullpen session. Obviously, the health, him making it through, you know, 20 starts every season, never a guarantee. But just your th thoughts on that because, uh, man, if he could just stay healthy, probably the best pitcher of our generation. Yeah, you know, I, I think at the time leading up to it, I was all in on re-signing Jacob deGrom. And as a fan, it still hurt, you know. But at the same time, within 72 hours, I think it was, you're talking about Justin Verlander. So I, I do think that when you get to that window of October, Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher on the planet that you want to be on the hill. But we don't know how many starts he'll make in any given year. And the contract he got from the Rangers – I would not have wanted the Mets to sign to that, that type of a deal that puts a lot of strain on your franchise on a five-year contract. Justin Verlander, I, I believe that he is going to make 25 starts at least this year. And honestly, if I look at the Mets last year, they got 34 starts from Scherzer and DeGrom. I think they're going to get at least 50 this year from Scherzer and Verlander, and that immediately makes the Mets a better team. Where do you rank their pitching staff right now? It's funny. So with just baseball, we're doing a lot of top 10 position rankings. And, you know, I'm kind of in charge of making a lot of these rankings. And we're going to be doing rotations soon. I'm not exactly sure how high that rotation is going to end up. But I'm assuming it's probably top five. There's some good rotations around baseball for sure. So I can't say for sure it's the best. But it's up there. The Yankees have a really good rotation. The Astros took a little bit of a hit losing Verlander. But and McCullers about to start the year, but their rotation's still good. Tampa's got a great rotation. Uh, even a team like the Marlins has a really good young rotation. So there's a lot of good rotations out there, the Phillies as well. But uh, I think that this Mets team, if Kodai Senga is what he's supposed to be coming over from Japan, they got a three-headed monster atop that few teams can match. Who in the East scares you more? You got the Braves plus 135, and then you have the Phillies plus 300, which I feel like that's really good value, but then they're going to be without Bryce Harper to start the season, obviously. Look, last year I said that the Phillies are the best puncher's chance team in baseball, and then we saw that play out, but do not bet on the Phillies to win this division. You know, they were 14 games worse than the Mets and the Braves last year. They're going to miss Bryce Harper for the first half of the season. A lot of those guys atop the rotation through a lot of innings last year. I think the Phillies still sneak into the playoffs. So I think, you know, the Phillies are a team that have longer odds you can bet on to win the World Series. But when it comes to this division, I really believe it's going to come down to the Mets or the Braves again. And I do like the Mets, but it's been the Braves division the last five years. They've won it consecutively all five years. So I, I can't say for sure that the Mets are going to end up grabbing it. The Braves are a really talented team as well. I'm always looking at rookie of the year odds and like, you know, prospects that nobody's talking about. And I'm looking right now at Francisco Alvarez and you look at, I mean, last year, 12 at bats only Buck Showalter, you know, said it's not, if it's not when it's, when, it's not if it's when he's coming up this year. So 
you know, what are your expectations? When do we see him? What kind of year do you think he could have? I'll tell you, for rookie of the year odds, bet Kodai Senga when it comes to the Mets because okay. he's going to be in the rotation. He's going to, assuming health, make 30 starts. Alvarez, we just don't know. So as far as rookie of the year odds, I don't know if I would bet on that because he's most likely only going to get about half a season. Omar Nervais is the guy they signed to mentor Alvarez, but it's a lot to ask a 21-year-old to go out and catch Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And I think they want to make sure they develop him properly. He didn't get much time in AAA last year. I do believe by the end of the season, Alvarez is the starting catcher. But when it comes to the rookie of the year, I'd be looking more at Brett Beatty, who could be the Mets' starting third baseman very early in the year. Or I'd be looking at Kodai Senga is really the pick that I like a lot. Because, you know, if Kodai Senga is what Tanaka was with the Yankees, I mean, it's basically going to be, in my opinion, right now, rookie of the year, comes down to Corbin Carroll with the Diamondbacks, who's the favorite, and Kodai Senga. Talking to Ryan Finkelstein, host of the Locked on Mets podcast, and we were talking earlier about odds to lead the majors in home runs, and obviously Aaron Judge is the the favorite there. That's 6-1. to one. Nobody should be surprised. But right after him, Pete Alonzo, 9-1. to one. You like that bet, Alonzo 9-1, to one, to lead the majors in home runs? I like that, but I'm not sure exactly what the odds are for RBIs. I like RBIs even more for Pete. He mm-hmm. led the league last year in RBIs, tied Aaron Judge. Going to be a lot of traffic on the bases in front of him with Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, Lindor. All those guys generally are going to bat ahead of him. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to drive in runs, and that's where he cleaned up last year. Yeah, just so you know, Pete Alonso, 8-1 to one to be the RBI leader in the majors, so. What's your biggest concern with this team heading into the season? You know, I mean, other than just being in a loaded division, um, you know, is there anything that worries you a little bit? They didn't really do much to address that DH spot that that hurt them last year. Now, Daniel Vogelback came over the deadline and was really good, uh, but he's a, a platoon player. You know, he's only going to hit against right-handed pitching. So it's solving that, that component of who's going to hit against lefties in that spot. Uh, I think Mark Vientos is a prospect has a chance to do that. They brought in Tommy Pham to get some of those at-bats. Uh, and I think that's the other thing is Eduardo Escobar at third base. But overall, I think with the three prospects we've discussed today when it comes to the hitters, Alvarez, Beatty, and Vientos, there's going to be enough coverage there. And I'm not really overly concerned about really much on this roster. I, I think that this is a team that's built to win a lot of games in the regular season. One way or another, they're going to find their way into October. Would you say really just the three open bullpen gigs? I mean, that's really all that you have to figure out here this spring as well. Do you feel pretty good about the bullpen? Yeah, you know, because not a lot of teams go into a spring having five guys that you're like, okay, I can definitely trust them. And the Mets coming into the offseason, all they had was Drew Smith. And very quickly, they re-sign Edwin Diaz. They go out to get Adam Montevino back. David Robertson comes in, Brooks Raley. So I really like their five, and they've been extremely aggressive bringing on guys on minor league deals, you know, canvassing the waivers and trying to bring in some arms. So there's a lot of competition for those last um, spots, and a lot of those those guys they brought in have flexibility to be optioned down. Uh, there's a guy like Jeff Brigham they got in a trade with the Marlins. I think they can put him in Syracuse if they wanted to and then call him when they need him. So they did a really good job building out their depth. And so overall, I'm not too concerned about the bullpen. Every single person that's come on when we talk baseball, I've asked them the same question, and I've gotten different answers from every single person. What are your thoughts on the new rules, and how much do you think that will affect the game, whether it's the beginning of the season or will it be less as the season goes on? Early on, you're going to see some pushback. You're going to see some fighting on it. We've seen it kind of any time there's a new rule. But 
personally, as someone who's gone to some minor league games with the pitch clock, fans are going to love this. Okay, it's yeah. going to speed up the game significantly. It's it's when you're when you're watching it, you don't notice the pitch clock really until you get to the seventh or eighth inning, and you're like, "Wow, I've only been here for an hour and a half, and this game's almost over." So I, I love the pitch clock. I, I think it's going to have everyone working faster. I think. From the Mets' perspective, it's going to be great because they have a couple guys atop their rotation in Scherzer and Verlander that like to work fast. It's going to play into their hand. But we're also going to see with the bigger bases, a lot more stolen bases as well. So I think that's another thing. We're going to see more, more stolen bases, the elimination of the shift, more defense. There's going to be a lot more action this year. And overall, I think it's going to be great for the game. I think we're going to see a more exciting brand of baseball. There's still going to be the three true outcomes of home run, walk, strikeout. But they, they have incentivized the players – to, to put the ball in play a little bit more and, and uh, you know, try to, to do something else other than those outcomes that have kind of ruled the game the last couple of years. Then the other big story is Shohei Otani. Obviously, you know, his agent comes out and says, we're probably going to, we're going to test free agency even if we end up back here in Los Angeles. Do you think if there's any chance, like the Angels have been a disaster the last couple of years, so much that they had to fire Joe Madden last year. Do you think if they get off to a slow start, their sellers at the deadline, maybe a team like the Mets, big market team, would have some interest in Shohei Otani? I do not believe so because if his agent saying he's going to hit the market, that the Mets are going to wait for that. I think they're going to yeah. wait. You know the the place where the Mets had the leverage is Steve Cohen's pocketbooks, and their their GM Billy Upper has already said this off season that they're not looking to sell their prospects for guys without control. So if they're going to make a trade, you know maybe uh, Brian Reynolds ends up back on the market and he's got some control beyond this year. If they need outfield help, that's more of a type of trade I can see them doing. Uh, but I certainly believe that they're going to be very much in the market for him next offseason. Yeah, I mean, we know Steve Cohen has been aggressive the yeah. entire time that he, he's been the owner. And w when you look at this roster now, what stands out as the biggest weakness with the Mets and maybe something that they'll address, you know, in season with some sort of trade? Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's the guys that are coming back that are starting from free agency last year, Mark Cannon and Eduardo Escobar. And I honestly don't think it's the biggest of weaknesses. I think these are high-floor guys. But, you know, the ceiling isn't quite there. I think overall as a roster, maybe the one thing I'd say is they're missing a little bit of home run power. Uh, but, again, I believe that the, the prospects that are coming up, they do bring that. Um, so I, I think assuming at least one of those guys kind of takes off and, and really can solidify a starting spot, then the Mets are going to be just, just fine with what they got. Who's the team you like the most in the American League this year? Because everybody continues to talk about the Yankees. I think there's going to be some regression this year from the Yankees. Like, I really like the Rays in the AL. Obviously, you know, everybody's still high on the Astros. They don't lose a whole lot other than Justin Verlander, and they still have so much pitching. Who do you like in the AL? Kind of like the Blue Jays a little bit. You know, I feel like they've been that team where it's like every year, is this the year it comes together? I like that they went a little more defense this offseason, gotten Dalton Varsho and Kevin Kiermaier for the outfield, and I, I like the Chris Bassett signing coming over from the Mets. I think he solidifies a rotation that needed a third starter. So I, I like the Blue Jays a lot. Uh, and the Mariners are another team where, as far as in the postseason, uh, if George Kirby takes another step, Logan Gilbert, some of their young arms, they got Robbie Ray still. They got uh, Castillo at the deadline last year. They got four starters that I really like in a postseason situation. So those are the two teams that kind of have an eye on. And, of course, like you said, I mean, the, the Astros are, are always that team where you can just kind of bank on them finding a way to win that division and, and being a, a tough team to get out of the playoffs. Every damn year, I'm so tired of it, Ryan. Ryan Finkelstein, host yep. of the Locked on Mets podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. Check out his work. Good talking to you, man. Yep. Thank you for having me on.